he said it because of his wet blanket energy. Unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Guys, we have a massive creep for you. I feel like we normally have lots of little creeps and this is like one big colossal creep that we need to unpack. Colossal creep, yes. Unless you've been living under a rock, you may have heard that there was a random TikToker that set Bachelor Nation on fire with these cheating rumors that Clayton hooked up with some girl in New York City and cheated on Susie. So much has happened since this weekend and we're just gonna basically piece together this story before we give our commentary because there's so much that has happened since Saturday, right? It was Saturday? Yeah, and I feel like not everyone's psychos like we are, like constantly with notifications on my phone for all Bachelor people, like screen recording reality, Steve's live and all this stuff. So we will let you know the whole situation. I feel like the entire Reddit page for Bachelor is all this, and it's all everyone's talking about in Bachelor Nation. Yeah. So basically what happens is this random girl on TikTok, her name is Sasha. She posted an initial video saying that she hooked up with someone who claims to be from The Bachelor. She said it was a dark bar, New York City, and she's not a fan of The Bachelor, so she didn't really think twice about it. And that she ends up hooking up with him and that when she went home afterwards, she Googled him and it turns out he's in a relationship with someone from the show. She doesn't name who the person is, but later on it's it's said in the comments. Her friend comments. Well, that that's it was what she's Clayton. saying. It, like her <laughs> account in the comments says Clay, like she names him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she says, my friend wrote it. Like, okay. Right. Which I is often like, let my friends comment as me on TikTok. That makes sense. Right. So here's the video. Let's let's share the video so you guys have what well, some context. Yeah guys just you know he came up to me we were like kind of standing near each other he starts talking to me he's very attractive so I'm responding we're kind of flirting then he proceeds to ask me do you watch The Bachelor and I go no because I've never seen it before I don't know the difference between The Bachelor The Bachelorette all I know is people like go on get voted off and then someone gets married that's all I know so <sighs> he tells me he was just on it so in my head I'm like okay cool like he was probably on like an episode I was thinking of The Bachelorette which now I, this all makes sense to me. Like I at first thought that like, okay, he must've been on and was voted off. Like he's not like famous. Oh, I should have Googled him, man. Uh, so I ended up going back with him. Okay. Didn't think anything was wrong with that. Like he, he approached me, he was flirting with me. Like why would I assume he might be engaged? Foreshadowing. Anyway, so, you know, he was a little bit, at the time it didn't feel shady. And now I'm like, that might've been shady. Cause he was very like sneaky, meaning like he was very adamant about being quiet. Um, right when, you know, we were, right when I, it was time for me to go, he made it very clear I couldn't stay over, which is fine. Like wasn't intending on it, but like, he was very clear, like you gotta go. And I was like, okay, man, I'm out, I'm out of here. And so then I get home, I Google him. Mans is engaged, I think, I think. He's still with his bachelor girl, like the girl that won the show. They're still together. They just posted a picture literally the day before. Like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, I'm very confused. But all I know is, is I have so much tea. He told me things that, why the hell would you tell me if you have a potential wife? What? What? I don't know, I don't know, but I DM'd her, I told her everything, I was very transparent because I feel incredibly terrible, never would have been, never wanted to be caught in the middle of this. 
Um, and the only evidence that I have, I didn't take any photos with him. I'm actually banned from Snapchat and that would have been the only way I took like a selfie. But, but I took a photo of the Uber that he called for me. So it has the address and I sent it to her and I was like, I don't know if it's a hotel, an Airbnb, ideally it's his apartment. So maybe she recognizes it, but if not, regardless, she can easily find out where he stayed and that's your proof. So yeah, I just ended The Bachelor's marriage, I think, and it's not my fault, it's his fault. What the hell is wrong with men? What the hell is wrong with you? There's so many loopholes in this story that, so this is Saturday night, flashback to Saturday night. You have Stephanie Parker lying in her bed. She just took a melatonin ready to go to sleep and then I see this video and I'm like, what? I had to power through, push through the melatonin and like dig a little <laughs> deeper. Cause I'm like this, first of all, I didn't believe it for a second. Did you believe it at all when you first heard it? Um, I thought maybe it would be, so, it could be someone else from the show, maybe, or like there's a gazillion people who have been on the show before, but um, no. But once she named Clayton, Clayton, when I saw the, but when I saw the comment from her quote unquote friend in the comments that it was Clayton, I'm like, okay, so that's who she's claiming this is. There's no way. I didn't think for a second. And then like, I don't have any photos with him because I'm banned from Snapchat. Like, what about your phone? Like your phone doesn't work? You can't take a photo? That's weird. Yeah. I think at this point in time, she really thought that she had spent the night with Clayton, which like we can look back at it now and be like, oh, that's like, why would you think that? But I thought it was interesting that the person who brought up The Bachelor stuff was this man being like, oh, have you seen The Bachelor? I was just on it. So there is a man running around New York City telling people that he is Clayton from The Bachelor. And so I, that's why like her loopholes, yes, they're kind of weird, but I do think at this point in time, she thinks she was with Clayton. I believe at this point in time, it's 2 a.m. or whatever, she's back at his Airbnb slash hotel, whatever she yeah. thinks it is. And she thinks this is a guy from The Bachelor. My only issue with this random fake Clayton going around pretending to be Clayton <laughs> is who is his target audience? Because she said Dumb she didn't. Girls. But but she said she didn't watch The Bachelor. So is that even impressive? Like, if uh, wouldn't the target audience be someone that really likes The Bachelor? But if someone really likes The Bachelor, they know that you're fake Clayton. They know you're an imposter. So, like, who are you targeting? I think his target is just girls. Cloud chasers. Who like attention. Right, you know what I mean? What did this girl do? She she went home with some guy drunkenly. They hooked up. He says he's from The Bachelor. She does a little Googling, trying to figure out who it is. And what does she do? She immediately goes on TikTok and is like, whoa, guys. Like, look at this crazy thing that happened to me. I think he's just looking for girls who are, like, young and like would eat up a story like that and yeah. are looking for attention and right. all of the above. Yeah. But she she doesn't want to get in the middle of things, but she also made a video saying, I just ruined the bachelor marriage. Like you don't want to get in the middle of anything. You wouldn't have blown this shit up on TikTok. She also claims right. that the only reason why she made the TikTok was because she DM'd Susie, but knew that Susie's DMs were probably too flooded and she would never see it. So she made the TikTok to, as an effort to reach out to her. It was very nice of her. How kind. Um, but also too, I, want, I wonder, like is this guy saying he's just a guy from The Bachelor and we're concluding, oh, he looks most like Clayton. So people are saying Clayton or is he saying he's No, Clayton? he's saying Clayton. That is, But that's he didn't say that. No, it's not confirmed. He said he's from The Bachelor. 
And then she went and Googled him. But it's like, she could have just Googled The Bachelor, you know? Yeah, no, but the story has come out that the person did say Clayton. I don't want to know if this is going to be confusing, but she did. So someone's like, who is it? And then the comment says Clayton. So that... I guess I'm just like, but why wouldn't she say that initially? Because I think she didn't want to reveal who it was. And then her friend went into the comment section and like kind of revealed the Mm -hmm. story. I mean, it is interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that's confusing, but it is... It is Clayton. But that's part like of the story. I mean, the, the story is confusing, honestly, because I don't know if you want to go to jump around a little bit, but, like, Reality Steve eventually spoke with this girl, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but he said some of the things she was saying seemed legit, and some of the things seemed, like, total bullshit. So I'm like, where is the legit part? Like, what is actually going on here? Is there a Clayton impersonator running rampant in New York City? Well, yeah, going off of that, though, like, apparently he's, like, memorized facts, Clayton facts. That's and, so And is weird. telling people. But I'm like, wait a second. Did you happen to read 25 facts you need to know about Clayton? Because I mm. know a lot is of facts Is that where about, he's getting his probably, facts Probably. He's probably like, you'll never believe I swallowed a quarter when I was five. <laughs> Babe, I swallowed a quarter once. Yeah. One time I accidentally ate poop. Yeah. I know Clayton. I could I could be fucking fake Clayton for all you guys know. Just put on a trench coat, three dogs in a trench coat, and it's it's fucking fake Clayton. But anyway, so this this video goes viral. Clayton thankfully takes to his Instagram stories shortly after, which I think was the right call. He kind of like nipped it in the bud right away and basically shows on his phone that his location settings were on and he proves that he wasn't where she said he was. He was at the gym in Arizona and she claims that they were in New York City at a bar. So obviously that disproves her whole story. I'm addressing this, this is ridiculous, but let's just make this as easy as possible. Coming here to my settings. System preferences, significant locations. I was at Mountainside Fitness last night, April 8th, 707 to 812. Mountainside's literally only in Arizona. And Nate, am I not with you? Have I not been with you the last two days? Yeah, you have been. He writes in the video, people that make these false accusations should be held accountable. Trying to gain clout by ruining a relationship is embarrassing and extremely immature. Agreed. So that comes out. She then doubles down on her video and writes, laugh out loud. I don't care if he says I'm lying. His proof isn't proof. He met me at 2 a.m. at Penny Farthing last night. He's lying. I don't know what to tell you. No idea who he is. (laughs) I, I just, I don't get why this girl is so... Like, unless this man running rampant around New York City really does look like Clayton (laughs) in the front of his... Well, because Reality Steve said he saw the back of him and was like, "Mm, the stature is, like, not really like Clayton. Unless he has literally Clayton's face, why is she so convinced that this was Clayton? That's what I'm thinking. Like, after he says, like, yeah, that was not me. I was in Arizona at a gym on the other side of the fucking country. Why did she never think, like, hey, let me backtrack and see, like, do I have all my facts straight? Because you don't. Right. And I, I actually put this on Instagram and people really appreciated this analogy. But if you're a Friends fan, it's like when Phoebe thought she hooked up with Ralph Lauren, but she really hooked up with Kenny the copy guy. But he just told her he was Ralph Lauren. We could actually, let's, I'll put the audio in here because it's for the Friends fans. They'll appreciate it. No, Ralph doesn't look anything like that guy. He's, he's young and he's got long hair and a beard and a hacky sack. Oh and- my God, Phoebe, that's not Ralph Lauren. That's Kenny the copy guy. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, and I told my boss that someone made out with Ralph Lauren. If she finds out that I lied to her, she is going to hate me even more. Phoebe! Why would the coffee guy say that he's Ralph Lauren? To get you to make out with him. Oh. It's a little 
little weird why she wouldn't then be like, wait a second, am I missing something? Right. I think two things can be true at once, right? I think she can have had this had happened to her and really believe that she was with Clayton and at the same time, like the attention that it could potentially bring her. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, like, that's be- why it's like people are trying to decipher. It's like, which one? I'm like, I think it can be both guys. I think she can genuinely believe that this happened and maybe that's super naive, but yeah. And also at the same time, be kind of enjoying the attention. And, and of course she's going to run home and throw it on TikTok because it's like, oh my God, a bachelor person just talked to me and we hooked up and oh my God. Yeah. Because even after the dust settles, the people that follow her now are probably going to stick around and she now has a following from this. And like, she'll move on and, and do other things outside of fucking talk about banging imposters, but she'll still get the followers. So she could probably still parlay this into some no, totally. brand deals, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. So what's next? Then Susie comes into the picture and also confirms Clayton's story. Yeah, Susie backs up her man. She's unfazed. And I think if anyone was like to question Clayton's love for her, the man's been through enough. We know Clayton likes to fuck, but like at this point- But he he loves Susie the most. He loves Susie the most. We know that. And they're, you know, (laughs) Sasha, you tried, but he loves Susie the most. Susie just basically confirmed that what Clayton was saying was accurate because she had FaceTimed him- I think that night before and then earlier that morning, both times he was very obviously while they were FaceTiming in Arizona, hanging out with his brother. Right. Pretty boring. Yeah. What I think is weird is that this girl, Sasha, continued her story until Reality Steve got involved. So this girl got footage, I guess, from like the hotel or wherever they were. Which, how do you do that? Who do you go about getting that from? And how, why are they so willing to give up that footage to debunk an internet rumor. This wasn't- Yeah, that whole thing is kind of This weird. isn't like a criminal thing. This isn't, why right. would they be like, oh, here you go. Yeah. Fake Clayton footage, here you go. Like, yeah. so that's one, but she gets the footage. She connects with Reality Steve, which this is where I find things so funny. I get that Reality Steve makes a living spoiling The Bachelor, but he's not the only person in the world who can properly identify Clayton Neckard. Like, I felt like it was he was identifying a body in a murder case. Like, why did he have to be pulled in? No one else was able to say, like, oh, that is or isn't Clayton. No one else knows what he looks like. It's just so weird. No, but I think it was more so, I mean, out of all of the podcasts that are not ABC-sanctioned podcasts that are going to actually really talk about this, Reality Steve's probably the biggest one. So, of course, like, if you have people, like, if we were reaching out to this girl, if people are reaching out to this girl to hear her side of the story, if you're going to pick one that you're going to go with, of course you're going to go with Reality Steve. You I know just, what I mean? I just think it's funny. Like, what, go with, like, anyone. Go anyone with us. <laughs> go with She's All Bad, well, obviously. Well, yeah, and she, I did speak to her, and she did want to come on the podcast, and then after she got, she was seeing backlash that she got, she kind of backpedaled and then mm-hmm. ghosted me. But there was a period of time where she wanted to come on and tell her side of the story. But <laughs> that's that. But that's why I think the reality Steve comes into all of it. Because clearly she had to pick a podcast person to go talk to and she picked him. I just think you know, it's like, oh, he's the biggest. Well, thank, thank God reality Steve was able to <laughs> properly identify the body. So we know that it wasn't Clayton. And it's a fuzzy, grainy photo from the back. Let me ask you this. If Clayton was Have safe, we seen the photo? I Is have. Is it out in the world? Yeah, it's out in the Wait, world. How did you see it? It's on Reddit. Oh. If Clayton were single and if Clayton were in New York City that night, I would never even think twice that this was fake. It's a picture of a tall dude from behind. There's no identifying features. So for Reality Steve to look and be like, that's never he would wear those shoes. Like, why would he doesn't walk like that? Like, it's just funny. Like, we, well, he was we know. Saying, like, 
Clayton's more muscular or something was the reason why. But I feel like I now know, I need to see this picture. Hold we on. know why it's not Clayton because one, he loves Susie the most, and two, he was on the other side of the fucking country. Not oh, the shadowy figure doesn't look to be Clayton. Oh, I'm wait, I'm looking at the picture right now. It's so dumb that people <laughs> it are like, it could be Clayton. Right, wait, this like, is so stupid. It's so dumb. Like, you know what it reminds me of? Remember? Well, not remember. Like on Facebook, if you don't have a profile picture and you're just that like that figure, that's yeah. what the picture of Clayton is. So for all the people that are like, how did she not know? Obviously, it's not Clayton. Like. It's a fucking tall dude. Yeah, and for people who haven't seen the picture, because I have not seen it until literally right now, it is the back of a man who's obviously taller than her, and all of it's blurry. Yeah. Literally, like, his head's blurry, his shirt's blurry. His It's like a blue button-down khaki pants and sneakers. Like, that literally could be anyone in the world. Yeah. And like I said, if some other details were different, and she went out and said she hooked up with Clayton, I would never be like... Oh, she didn't. She's lying. I think she, I know she's lying because the rest of her story is crap and Clayton wouldn't do that. It is funny too how this scandal has completely turned Bachelor Nation. Now everyone's like pro Clayton. Like I said last week, everyone's like totally turned around on him, which is great. I'm here. I'll support you, Clayton, too. But it's just Bachelor Twitter has like completely changed their tune. On Clayton. She's also released an apology. Did you see that? Yes. So now that (laughs) Reality Steve has debunked this rumor, she now took to her TikTok to issue an apology. Okay, so I want to start by saying I am so sorry to Susie and Clayton. Um, I was genuinely under the impression that I was with him. And after getting camera footage, Reality Steve was able, able to confirm with me that it was not him. The footage was from behind. Um, but it doesn't seem to be his build. Um, he would know much better than me, but yeah, between me, him, Susie, and Clayton, we are the only people who have access to this photo, and it is not him. I privately apologize to both of them, but obviously I owe them a public apology, and, um, yeah, I did not mean to cause any of this, and I truly thought that I was with him. Everything I said in that video was clearly a little impulsive and I shouldn't have been so assertive and just assumed it was the truth without investigating maybe further. Um, and that's totally on me. And I totally went wrong there and I, should have, I shouldn't have dealt with it how I did. But again, I was so under that impression that I thought I was doing the right thing. And I also wanna emphasize that the whole reason I made the video was not with any malicious intent. I asked myself if I were in her position, would I wanna know? And I thought she was engaged to him. I, if I were her, I would have wanted to know that my, you know, future husband is cheating on me with 22 year olds in bars. And so obviously went about it, went about it the wrong way. And that's clear. Um, At the time I was thinking it's the only way I'm going to get her attention and um, totally taking accountability there. I messed up with how I handled it. And I, I'm so just so sorry for that. So she issues this video that the caption is just the truth. Like, this is so dramatic. <laughs> like, girl, you hooked up with someone that pretended to be Clayton. It's not that serious, but you made it into this, like, media scandal, and you made it serious. I think she's just a girl who got excited by a little bit of attention, and it blew way out of proportion. Like, I don't think she was initially being malicious when she put up that TikTok. I do think she really believed that she was with Clayton, as naive as that may be. Um, So I wish people on the internet would just, like, give her a break. Like, clearly Clayton and Susie have a very strong, stable relationship. Neither of them believe that for a second. Both of them were just like, 
oh, weird. I literally am in Arizona. And Susie's like, oh, weird. I literally just talked to him and he's in Arizona. So it wasn't, I feel like it's the people on the internet that are making it so dramatic and sending this girl hate, which is like, just don't. Yeah, I do think she's a clout chaser, though. I don't think, like, she's entirely innocent. I agree that I think she probably... be a clout chaser and, and not, and be, like... Be, be a nice person. Be yeah, internet. of course, yeah. yeah. exactly. I mean, because I think at the end of the day, who from Bachelor Nation isn't a clout chaser? Come on. Totally. Who in the world isn't a clout chaser? I'm a clout chaser. Okay. Aren't well. we all? <laughs> we have a podcast. We're chasing clout. Okay, anyway. So I think this kind of opens up a can of worms because it's a little scary that someone can do something like this. And with just a few details, you can totally sabotage someone's reputation. Like, this guy is essentially walking around New York City dishing out Clayton facts, like she I says. I will say, though, it takes a very drunk girl, though, to make this all come together like you can't just walk around the streets and be like hey i'm leonardo dicaprio and start like sleeping with people like you just can't have you ever tried that no but weirdly i don't think people would Would mistake me for him so yeah i don't know maybe if you memorize some facts about him you can get right exactly but i think this was just like the perfect storm of a lot of things like clearly people have told this guy that he looks like clayton he's clearly leaning into it to try to get girls or impress girls at the bar and he found a girl who had never seen the show before and was drunk enough to believe him Mm -hmm. but i want to know what this guy looks like i want the guy i want fake clayton yeah i want forward will the real fake clayton please stand up or the yeah will the fake clayton eckard please stand up because I want to talk to you as well. I also mm-hmm. want to know what it would be like if real Clayton flew to New York and ran into fake Clayton. Would it be like the scene from The Parent Trap where the twins like come together and they're like, oh my God, you look exactly like me. And it's like kind of that mirror And then image. they each have a picture of their parent that's yes. ripped. And then they put it together and they realize that they were twins separated at birth. Yeah. Good point, Jackie. Has no one ever thought that maybe <laughs> Clayton has an identical twin that lives in New York City and he's living with the dad and... The other one's living with the mom. Right. Because they had thinking through this theory, which is very possible. Yeah. Guys, be a little sensitive to real Clayton and fake Clayton because they have divorced parents and it's been really hard on them. It's traumatic when you find your long lost twin after all those years. Yeah. But I don't know. I I think the, the real villain of this story is fake Clayton. Dude, why are you running around bars telling people you are The Bachelor? I want to see what you look like. I want to see if it's even believable in any form of things. I need to know. <laughs> yeah, I would love... Why don't you do some trolling? You you live in New York City. You should probably go frequent Penny Farthing, What's, wherever that <laughs> I is. Know, I was like, we gotta... Go. It's probably downtown by NYU or something. Yeah, no, we gotta go. We have to do some investigating. I will find fake Clayton. Yeah. And if anyone knows anything about fake Clayton, DM us. Please. Because he clearly does this a lot. This wasn't just like, like, he had memorized facts about Clayton. Like, he, this is his shtick when he goes out on Saturday night. But, like, now that I've thought about the fact that I've memorized facts about Clayton. You could pull it, too. I could do this. It would be just as believable. I think so. Three dogs in a trench coat and me. Perfect. All right. Well, moving on. Queen Victoria, Victoria Larson from Matt James's season, is speaking out and speaking her truth. And her truth is that she had the, quote, worst experience while filming The Bachelor. And she hates the producers. Wow. She writes on her Instagram stories. Doing the show was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. I hate the producers truly. 
One of my favorite things is when people recognize me and are purposefully rude to me because they think I'm an awful person. It's almost as great as the online trolls. When someone called her out for, I guess she got like backlash from that comment and they're like, well, you ripped off a crown on someone's head, which happened on that season. She's She was mm -hmm. like, yeah, cause that's really my idea. Which like, I don't get how people don't see through like. Yeah, I would love to have her on the podcast and hear her story because obviously a lot of the stuff that she was doing was not her idea like she had a whole shtick and a whole thing that was going on um and I would love to know how all of that came to be I wonder if she thought she was like playing ball with the producers and kind of giving them what they wanted it hoping that they would treat her better and they like didn't um, but this does not surprise me at all, but it's nice to hear the confirmation. I would love to hear more from her. Yeah, I wrote her after this came out. I connected with her because she has the same birthday as me and she liked my message and didn't respond to me. So I'm like, all right, maybe, you know, you want a little time. Like, yeah, I, I want to know, like, when you did this, did you get any messages from anyone from, like, even if you're out of your NDA, you still are you've contacts with the franchise i'm sure yeah do they I mean, like they can definitely like try to scare you but then i guess they can't legally they can't do, do anything, anything. Yeah. yeah so i mean is it shocking no i'm i'm not surprised that she had the worst experience i do wonder then how they got her back to do paradise because if she had such a horrible experience i think they bring you back and try to tell you like you're gonna get Redemption that arc. right but she went home the first yeah. week, though. She never got it. Yeah. So, I mean, Victoria, hit us up. Yeah. I just want to know more. I mean, none of this surprises me, but I, like, I want to, I have questions I want to ask her. Yeah. So, Grocery Store Joe and Serena have officially moved in together in New York City, and I was looking at an interview with them, and the interviewer was like, oh, so you guys have officially moved to New York City, and Joe's like, yeah, like, we're in New York now, and so I'm going to be going back and forth from New York to Chicago, and I'm like, well, wait, I get if he has, like, family or friends or whatever in Chicago, but if you were moving to New York, would yeah. you use that verbiage, verbiage, is it verbiage or verbiage? No, but wording? maybe they're like the kinds of people that live in multiple places. Yeah. Like they're probably only moving to New York for like business reasons, honestly. You know what I mean? To have like a, as an influencer, like have some sort of home base here, but then still plan to spend a lot of time in both Toronto and Chicago. It just, it was weird wording for me. Like I wouldn't think if I'm moving in with my fiance, I wouldn't, I would say, yeah, I'm moving to New York with my fiance. Like to say then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be traveling back and forth to Chicago. It makes me feel like he doesn't really feel like his stake is in New York with Serena. Yeah. It feels like yeah. he's still detached. And like we remember the whole Chicago thing was the issue with right. Kendall. Do you so, think it's maybe temporary while he like finishes up whatever he's doing in Chicago? No, his, his guy's like fucking obsessed and, with Chicago. But, but doesn't he own grocery stores in Chicago? No. So, like all his stuff is there. Not since like for years that he doesn't oh, have, not since after the show mm -hmm. he doesn't continue his he's his just he's just groceries. joe he's not grocery store joe anymore but he can't drop the name they did say in the interview that they're distributing the sauce now it's coming to new york which is great so that means we can get it yes now we can try it but Amazing. um so it's not like work is only in chicago so that, right. it, that no, just seemed that odd to me. There really isn't anything, like I'm not saying this is news. It just made me raise an eyebrow when I saw him say that because like Serena doesn't then say, oh yeah, I moved to New York. So I'll be going back and forth from New York to Toronto. Right. No, you moved to New York with your fiance. And that's that. Like anything yeah. you do traveling is kind of like, okay, that's cool. It, it felt to me that like he's still not 100% happy with not being in Chicago. That's my take. 
Not saying. Do you think this is going to be a situation where, like, maybe they live in New York for, like, a few years until they actually get married for real and then they move back to Chicago? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Joe sees this as, like, a permanent, like, we're moving to New York, we're going to get married, and then we're going to, like, live in New York still. Yeah. I don't know. New York's our home. I I don't think he thinks that, maybe. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He has to choose between his two loves, Chicago or Serena. It's like a two-on-one date. And his sauce, Hopefully yeah. his sauce is there in both scenarios. Yeah, so. I think they will be. So, yeah. all right. Well, those are all the creeps we have for this week. If you have anything creep-worthy you want to send my way, do so at DMing She's All Batch on Instagram, and maybe we'll talk about it in our next episode. Okay, so something that my parents always say to me is that I should spend more time with my grandparents and more importantly, get as many stories from them as I can because they're not going to be around forever. That's the truth. And once they're gone, those stories and their experiences go with them. And I just always think it would be so cool if there was a way to kind of like capture those memories forever and lucky for all of us now there is yeah so there is this really cool online service it's called StoryWorth, and it helps you and your loved ones your grandparents your parents connect through sharing stories and memories and it preserves them for years to come so how it works is each week StoryWorth will email your mom or your grandparent a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought of like what's some of the best advice you've ever been given? Or if you were to do life all over again, would you do it differently? So each week your loved one will answer these questions and their answers actually get collected into a book from StoryWorth. And after a year of questions, you get this amazing book of all of these stories from your loved one. Yeah, it's a beautiful keepsake book and the whole family can then share it and look on it for generations. I actually think this is such a cool idea. I'm definitely gonna get this for my grandparents for Mother's Day and then coming up Father's Day, but we're focused on Mother's Day right now because it's less than a month away. So if you guys are trying to think of something that's kind of unique to get your mom or your grandmother or any mother figure in your life, I honestly think this would be an amazing gift. Yeah, and what a cool way to connect. Like you're you're not just connecting with your mother or your grandparent, but you're also then connecting with, you know, your siblings who you could share the book with, or if you have children that you can pass on the book to. So this is such a great way to just connect with your family. You know, I lost my grandmother, my last grandparent that I had a few months ago, and this would have been something really cool that I would have loved to do. So definitely take advantage of the time that you have with your grandparents or your parents while you still have these precious moments. And this is such a great way to just really capture all of those memories. Yeah, so um, give all of the mother figures in your life a meaningful gift that you'll both cherish for years, story worth right now for a limited time, you'll save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash she's all batch. So that's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H.com slash she's all batch to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash she's all batch. Okay, so moving on, I went to Bachelor Live on stage last week. And as soon as I posted that I was there, a bunch of you guys DM'd me and were saying like, can't wait to hear about it on the pod, blah, blah, blah. And so I just figured I would give you guys the lowdown of what it was like because it was so weird. And before I like totally tear this show apart, I do want to say I I did still have like a fun time. And I think if you guys want to go, you should definitely still go. Um, it's weird and we'll get into that, but I still think it's like a fun thing to do. Go with your girlfriends, like have wine at dinner and then go see the show and laugh about it. Like it'll still be a fun night out. So I but still like, had a good why time. Why was it weird? So Jackie and I have not talked about this at all and <laughs> yeah. I'm dying to know 
I can imagine that it's awkward and weird, but how, what happens? So first off, they started this before the pandemic. And when I got tickets for this thing, it was before the pandemic. So this has been delayed like two years at this point. And when they first started it, it was different. So this was like not how it was advertised. Basically, what it was supposed to be was, because I saw it in Morristown, New Jersey, and basically it was supposed to be they would find a bachelor, a guy from Morristown who was actually looking for someone, and then they'd find girls who live in Morristown, and he would actually, like, you know, they'd do group dates or they'd do one-on-ones and they'd do little things and he'd get to know them all a little bit and then pick someone to on actually stage? go on a date with. Yeah, okay. yeah, This is, like, singled out. <laughs> Remember that MTV show, Singled Out? No. Oh. But that's I'm older than you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's not what it was. So like now, basically what they're doing is a former contestant is The Bachelor, but there's no dating aspect to it afterwards. So like married women were going to do it just because they thought it was fun, which is fine. But like there's no stakes whatsoever. So it's literally just like a talent show, but like with no talents because everyone's just like doing like weird, cringy things for attention. And Rodney's just like, So we had Rodney. He was our bachelor. And he's just like picking who he thought was the best, quote unquote. But all these challenges are silly. Like no one's doing anything actually like good, if that makes sense. It's really just like who can be the most like outlandish and obnoxious and get the most attention. And then they get a rose. Rodney picks them. And then it's over. What does the rose mean? Nothing. Nothing. Because the the girl who won at the end got the final rose. Nothing. They're not going on a date. Rod like. So it's like, congrats. You've got Rodney's final rose. End of show and there were married women doing it just being like yeah i'm married and here for the wrong reasons which is fine but it's like what are we doing here like literally what are we like there's no stakes whatsoever none of us understood like who we're cheering for like what's supposed to be happening it makes no fucking sense and then sydney from colton season would show up in between scenes and do lyrical dances that's what i was just gonna ask you i was just this is what the Us Weekly podcast was saying that she randomly like they did like a grease lightning thing or something and I'm like Let's yes die. oh my god that was the cringy so it's it's well first off I felt kind of bad for Rodney because it was supposed to be lip syncing and I don't think he got the memo so he was actually like trying to sing grease like and <sighs> you know he was not that strong but you know we're not all great singers that's fine but that so he's actually singing like I got chills but whatever. And then Becca does her girl part, but of course she's not singing. So she just like dances in like a little grease outfit. It's why? like the whole song. And it's like, why? literally why? I don't want to see why. Like, no, literally why? Literally why though? <laughs> I, I wish we need to release like the video of this conversation because my face the whole time as Jackie's explaining, I'm like, why? Like, what? That's why? really, to sum up the whole experience, we were sitting there just being like, well, because they did one thing at one point that was like, some sort of match thing. It's like, see if you're compatible with Rodney, which like doesn't fucking matter because you're not going on a date with him. But it would be like, the question would be like, what's your ideal Saturday night? And there'd be choices like night in on the couch with Netflix, like going out clubbing, like dive bar with close friends, something else, whatever. And everyone would walk and run around to whichever one they picked. And Rodney would like say which one was his favorite. But it doesn't matter because... You're never going to see him ever again after this. So it's like, who the fuck cares if you like dinner um, on the couch with Netflix on Friday. Rodney likes to go clubbing. It doesn't matter. And he he picks clubbing because you picked clubbing. So you get like a rose or a point. Like, it's just so weird. But so then why does it turn into Greece halfway through, though? (laughs) No one knows. There's no explanation whatsoever. 
Do it they have happens. to like? How do they get the rights to that? Either like, why do they just? Why are they just able to sing Grease? Like that's I don't not know. their music. I mean, I I doubt that they like paid for the rights for that. Are they like a low budget like musical now? Oh, this is so confusing to me. And I think the reason why yeah. they're succeeding, one, is because they have people like Rodney or Andrew or whoever else who's like yeah. fucking signing up to put their face on this. So people go because they think it's something legit. And then they go and they're like, why am I just watching people randomly like play games on stage for nothing? This doesn't literally, make sense. Literally. That's exactly what it is. Have you been on a cruise ever? Yeah. So this reminds me of like cruise entertainment. Like, um... Like, when you go to, like, a game show night. Not, like, yes. a musical. Like, their musicals on the cruises are, like, so wonderful. They're good. But, like, the yeah. game show nights are, like, the real makeshift one where there's, like, a host, but no one really knows what's going on, and you're, whatever. It's it's fun, but it's, like, you would never pay. Like, the fact that people are paying and having no fucking clue what's going on is insane. Yeah, it was very much like that. But even on, like, the game show nights on cruises, it kind of is, like, I don't know. I, I just remember they would do, like, a couples game or something, and you try to guess, like, what your significant other was saying or something. That makes more sense than this because it's you're not even going on a date with Rodney after. It's literally just, like, I don't know. They did a lip-syncing thing. They did a, like, act-out a scene from the movie, and they would do things like The Notebook or Titanic or... I felt so bad for the Titanic girl because she was, like standing with her hands out like in the I'm flying scene and whoever is behind her Rodney I guess and then they took like a leaf blower and just like blew it in her fucking face it looked not fun or comfortable this poor girl but they were trying to give the essence of like her being on the edge right, of the I got Titanic. that I, I followed that I'm just <laughs> confused why are we pretending we're on Titanic no one knows like, why <laughs> they're, they're like going from like no Danny Zuko knows. to Jack Dawson to what was the other one the notebook like this is right so no weird. it's literally just like now we're going to act out scenes from a movie and like yeah one girl did the notebook with Rodney and they would like have cue cards and you just read the lines that they're telling you one person did uh Titanic the other one might have been when Harry met Sally and I felt bad for that girl because she had to do the whole like orgasm scene and that's like awkward you don't want to do that on stage in front of all these people people are paying for so. this this is concerning to me like you're yeah. paying for this right and if like you're not the one like if you I could understand wanting to maybe go and be chosen to be the one on stage and you're actually participating sure, yeah. but if you're watching like I'm just watching a random girl get blown away with a leaf blower like why <laughs> Right. Literally, why? <laughs> and, like, we're not invested in these people whatsoever. There's right. no prize at the end. They're just like, you did the best lip sync. Yay. But, of course, like, these are just random people off the street. So no one's, like, a performer, which is mm -hmm. fine. But it's just kind of, like, people are just doing, like, weird dance moves to get attention. And, like, that's who Rodney would pick. Rodney was, like, bless his heart. But he was clearly, like, really uncomfortable and awkward and, like, did not know what he was doing up there. He was very giggly. Like, he could not get a sentence out. I don't know why this, like, bothers me a little bit, but I kind of feel like <laughs> it's, like, ABC's, like, cheap shot at making easy money. There's probably no overhead. They're probably not paying these people. Well, they're definitely not paying, obviously, the people that are getting well, on stage. Well, they're probably paying Becca, Becca and, like, Sydney. And Rodney. I'm, I'm hoping Rodney yeah, yeah. gets something, too, but he probably yeah, gets, I'm like, sure. $500 or something. Like, I don't think it's anything crazy. <laughs> but, like... So there's literally no money that they have to shell out for this shit show, and they're probably making bank. Like, I thought, I was just thinking as you're explaining it, like, what could they change to make this better? But, like, I don't think they actually care. It's like when but you release don't you think a it would have been better with the original concept? Like, an actual local bachelor actually looking to date someone 
in the town. Yeah, but I feel like the the star power is probably attracting more people. But it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like, I think they should just not do this. I think they should just scrap this whole idea and, like, go right. back to making a show. Like, why don't you get us paradise a little bit sooner than September and stop doing this stupid show? I know. I really just don't understand... Um, also, what does Becca uh, do? Like, what is her purpose? She just hosts it. She just says, like, hey, guys, welcome to Bachelor Live. Okay, Rodney, it's now time for the rose ceremony. And then he gives her, like, that's all she does. He gives a oh, rose and obviously to a random. Lip syncs grease, you know. What? That, I mean, this, that's that's the most offensive part to me. Second to <laughs> um, the girl getting blown away with a leaf blower. I'm That's very upsetting. <laughs> I just don't I understand. Just bad for her. Her hair was just like such a mess after. I'm like, why are we torturing this girl for the sake of comedy? Of course, but like we're tracking Greg's whereabouts very closely. I knew that he was back in the United States and had picked up Andrew from some airport. Obviously, little do I know it's Newark Airport and he's coming to Morristown, New Jersey to show up in the show. So Greg and Andrew do show up and like that was the best part, obviously. Wait, and yours? Them. But they don't do. Yeah, I sent. You oh a wait, then maybe it was him. you. Sorry, I'm sorry. Maybe it's you that sent me the photo. Yeah. I'm like, I saw this photo on social media. Okay, it was you. Yes, I literally sent you. Yeah, no, I sent you the picture. Yeah, no, he was there. Him and Andrew wait, were so there. So were you like dying um, for that one second? Yeah, that was nice. I'm telling you, that was the best part of the whole thing was seeing Andrew and Greg because I actually really like both of them. But they again, they don't do anything. Like I'm pretty sure Greg just like participated in the group dates. With the other girls. Like, when it was the match thing where it's like, what's your favorite Friday night or whatever. Greg would just also, like, walk around to the different choices. Yeah. And it's like, why? I don't know. Getting on a flight to London, Greg? Probably. That's what he likes doing on a Friday night. I guess. But clearly not enough because he was literally only there for one week and now he's back. Yeah. But that's a whole other story. But, yeah, no. So, Andrew and Greg were at mine, which that was the best part. Um, I do think, hold on, hot take, I think things like this are giving the guys from the Bachelor franchise an inflated ego. They don't really have to do all that much to get people, like, freaking out over them. Like, have you, if you've seen some of these guys, specifically from Katie's season, like, I'm talking about the Andrews and the Justins and the, who else? Andrew and Justin, a a lot. Greg, I'll throw in Mm -hmm. there, too. The TikToks, they're, they'll just, like, stand there and, like, wiggle a little bit and, like, just make, like, smile. And I'm like, and then it'll get, like, 500,000 views. And I'm like, guys, like, you, you're you not even trying to make content that's, like, interesting for people anymore. It's just you are that popular now that you could sit there and stare at the camera and you'll go viral. But it's I feel like you're we're, yeah. we're reinforcing the wrong things here. The fact that all Andrew and Greg had to do was walk <laughs> on stage and, like, breathe. Yeah. And that was the best part of the show. That's a little crazy. 100%. Was it worth your money just to see them? Yeah. How much did you pay? I honestly don't remember because it was literally February 2020 when we bought these oh tickets. God. I don't think a lot. Like definitely, I don't know, maybe like 30, 40 bucks. That is so horrifying though. I genuinely don't remember. I could be so off on the, the amount of money. But um, yeah. I don't know. Any, they should any have other paid questions? you. I know. Oh, and also something to add. I went in Morristown. It's not. It's like obviously more local than and like smaller than some of these other theaters. Like they were doing it at the Beacon Theater in New York. So I was like, maybe I have a chance of actually doing some sort of behind the scenes something for the podcast in Morristown. So I like reached out to the theater and and they were like so gung ho about it. And they're like, oh yeah, we'll connect you with the Bachelor PR people. Like blah blah blah. And so I reached out to them and they're like, mm, we respectfully decline this interview. Yeah, so we they don't didn't know even that let means. me like do any sort of 
interview and I tried to pitch it really nice like oh, I just want to like get some behind the scenes like about the show you guys can promote the show on the podcast blah 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 um, they may just be respectively declining anyone right maybe they're like I don't know though because I feel like they they go on podcasts and talk about the show Becca what does. the fuck are they saying Come on her own podcast. live and pretend to sing pretend that we're on Greece like yeah what watch like, me literally lip sync to Greece Honestly, they probably don't want press because you're not going to be able to fucking like even articulate what this show even is. And they don't want to confuse people. They want you to believe that it's going to be like Andrew right. and Greg like strip teasing when in reality. That's it not honestly happening. sounds a lot better to just be like, it's Bachelor live on stage yeah. with literally yes. no details whatsoever because people go because it's like, oh, Bachelor, that sounds fun. But they don't right. know the horror that they're in for. Yeah. So, so that was my experience. It, I mean, I would go to this if I got free tickets and I could be wasted. And then I, the fun would be like me making fun of it. But I would not totally. shill out a single dollar for this shit show. This is like, it almost, it really almost makes me mad that they're making money <laughs> off of this. I because know. they're just like exploiting the people from the show, using them, putting them on. Because I've seen these fucking posters with like 17 guys from Michelle and Katie's season. They're all lining up to be on The Bachelor Live because it's making them feel like hot shit that all these girls yeah. are so excited to see them but like but you're just pretending you're you're on Titanic like why i just don't get it no one knows i'm um, really happy that we got this insider look and that you know <laughs> yeah i mean i'm glad i went and all in all like i was with some close friends we did drink a lot of wine so like i did have a good time and laugh about it but you know just know what you're getting yourself into guys we're here to protect yeah. you consider this your warning <laughs> if you if you're debating on you know <laughs> making that purchase may want to rethink it just think yeah. it, think it through a little bit just think about how badly you want to watch people on stage pretend to be danny zuko from greece just think about honestly, it. honestly I, I really thought the production at the very least would be a little bit better because you're right they have so much money to dump into this and yet it's really just like bare bones nothing random people from the audience are lip syncing cringily yeah so, i'm offended yeah anyway i kind of i thought the original concept would be better but that's the roundup of bachelor live now you know and moving on to the next segment yeah but consider consider yourself warned Okay, time for Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of encounters with Bachelor alum, and we read it on air. The first encounter comes from someone who had an encounter at Audrey's with Dawson Dimitri Brady's parents. Can someone please start like telling them that we're sending you guys there? Because again, we deserve to be compensated. Anyways. This person writes, I live about an hour and a half from Audrey's and have been dying to stop by, especially since you ladies talk so much about it on the pod. Guys, we talk about it so much because of you, but I digress. (laughs) I love the show and I'm a huge fan of both Jared and Ashley specifically, so I made the trip trying not to get my hopes up of seeing them, only really thinking to get a sneak peek of the taped down carpet. Yes, girl. But when I walked in, I didn't see anything out of place. It was so clean and beautiful with little pieces of Ashley and Jared everywhere. I loved the atmosphere, the fireplace with the bachelor sign, a huge board with pictures of Fatsba advertising that his coffee is being served there. I even saw a Central Perk sign and the French poster from Monica's friend's apartment, which is amazing because I'm a huge Friends fan and didn't know that they were. 
Walked to the counter to read the menu and I saw a huge picture of what I thought to be Ashley and Jared's dog. So I asked the barista, is that the Lois? And he said, yes, that's Lois, as Jared was coming out of the kitchen. Apparently he was working that day. Jared said to me, did you just say the Lois? I said, of course, that's what you call her. He held out his hand and said, I'm Jared. I absolutely died. I'm super lame and teared up and introduced myself. I, I'm Maddie, I'm a huge fan of you and Ashley, I said. And the best conversation of my life began. Oh my God. <laughs> what made it so great? Well, like, what did they have? I know, a- it's coming, it's coming. Okay. He thanked me for coming, asked where I traveled from, and literally spent a half hour talking to me. We started talking about the decor. I clarified that him and Ashley really are Friends fans, which is awesome. And he explained that the newspapers were about superheroes for him and the Titanic for Ashley. Super cute combo for the two of them. He was the nicest person I've literally ever spoken to. He not only gave me a recommendation of what to get for coffee, Ashley's favorite, but he made it himself. So she got a hand made coffee by Dawson Dimitri Brady's dad himself. I didn't want to hold him up, but he continued to chat with me and answered all of my questions. And trust me, there were a lot. Between our conversations, he was helping other customers as well as his staff, like with the register. The staff said that they think him and Ashley are great and that it's a great place to work, and I wasn't surprised. I made it clear that I didn't think I actually knew him, but that I followed him and Ashley on Instagram, so I was referring to their super specific details about their life, and he didn't think that was creepy, which was nice. I couldn't believe how normal and sweet he was, and the coffee was super yummy too. Genuinely the best I've ever had, and I'm a tough cookie. I had a great time with him, caught up on life with Dawson Dimitri Brady, and told him I'd definitely be back. He told me I had to meet Ashley and I almost melted into a puddle on the spot. I even DM'd Ashley afterwards to tell her about my wonderful experience with her fabulous husband and she was kind enough to take the time to reply. I really wanted to be sure to share this experience because I know people want to know how genuinely nice and kind they both are. Yay, Dawson Dimitri Brady's parents, you guys are the best. Sorry, also forgot to mention after our long chat, I was so grateful for the opportunity. I was a bit shy about asking for a picture. I started to fumble out some words and he said, I'd be happy to take a picture with you. He had already done so much, then he came out from behind the counter and took a photo with me. He made my entire week and now I am officially his number one fan in a non-creepy way, of course. Huh. well I'm glad that they had such a good experience. I mean, it checks out from everything else that we've heard about the coffee shop with the decor, how nice Jared and Ashley are and how involved they are in the store. Um, so this is all great, and I'm glad that they had a good time. Yeah, he, like, seriously made this girl's day, which is awesome. She did mm-hmm. say she was going to keep an eye out for the tape down carpet, but doesn't seem to have found it. She gave us so many details about literally everything else you would think if she actually saw the tape down carpet. Yeah, she definitely would, would mentioned say. in this yeah. paragraph. So maybe yeah. they, they resolved the carpet issue, which is, which is nice. So now we know it wasn't for aesthetic purposes. It was Safety a, an purposes. issue. Yeah. yeah. It was slipping. <laughs> or if people were stealing it, you never know. I need to know, though, you spoke to him for a half hour. Did you not tell him that we sent you there? Because I'm going to take a big issue if you didn't bring us up at all. He, you said he answered all your questions. I feel like if she did talk about us, she would have said so. So, all right, that's one strike. But overall, the rest <laughs> of it was great. Thank you so yeah. much for this. Yeah, we appreciate all the other information, so we'll let, we'll let it slide. Unless you come back and tell us that you did, in fact bring it up to him. Yeah. And if you have any photos of the carpet, let us know. Please. Okay. Please and thank you. Next one, this person writes, this bachelor encounters from 1899. Kidding, but it's long ago. <laughs> okay. 
I've been a fervent viewer. Ugh, gotta take out the dictionary. <laughs> and I've watched all the seasons from the jump. So shortly after the first season finished airing, I was in college when this happened. I was in Harvard Square when I saw the first Bachelor, Alex Michael, himself in the flesh. I politely exclaimed, oh my God, it's the Bachelor. And to my dismay, he put his hand over his head, trying to shield himself and quickly tried to walk away. To which I yelled, fuck you, dude. I was one of oh the 15 God. people who watched your show. He then slyly disappeared into the crowd of folks in Harvard Square. I think about this day often. He didn't, he definitely did not want to be recognized, nor was open to chatting with his fans. He's just rude. Whoa. Wait, so she says this is from a long time ago. Did she say exactly how long ago? I know it wasn't really, I know, but it wasn't really 1899. No, I mean, from what I'm gathering, I guess if you saw Alex Michael, you probably wouldn't yell, oh my God, it's The Bachelor. Now, like any in recent time. So this is probably right, so I'm like wondering when this he is was literally right as right the when he was, was the bachelor right after. So wow. then we're talking about like early 2000s and she thinks about this day often. She's holding a grudge wow. for Alex Michael. Um she should hold a grudge. That's not nice to not interact with your fans. Like take a page out of Jared and Ashley's book and yeah. act that way when people yeah. are excited to see you. Yeah, open a coffee shop and just be nice also, to people, like, Alex. The Bachelor obviously was not what it is now right. when it first started. So it's like, dude, I don't believe that you're like getting swarmed by people everywhere you go that like the fame is getting to you. I think you know, this little interaction, you could have been nice to our friend here. Yeah, and I do like that her immediate reaction was to yell, fuck you, dude, I was one of the 15 people who watched your show. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like the girl at the concert who yelled at Greg. A big fat fuck you. I know, you. I was thinking that too. We don't condone a big fat fuck you screaming at, but it is funny. I mean, it just warms my heart when I hear that someone gave someone else a big fat fuck you. Just reminds me of wet blanket energy and brings me back to okay. a happy place. You know? Brings me back to a happier time. Yeah. Um, but we're glad you put this guy in his place. He clearly needed a attitude check. So yeah. we're glad that you, you set that straight. And you know what? We want you to release your anger, though, because the fact that you think about this day often is concerning for me. I want you to just free yourself of your hatred for Alex Michael and... yeah. You know, now that it's been submitted here and it's been discussed on this yeah. podcast, I think you can right. It's like therapy. Release it and move on. Yeah, yeah. That's really. Nice. We should all release our anger into the mm-hmm. into the what is it like the world? <laughs> like the world. What is that thing that we're all living? <laughs> you know, in? like what we're doing. Kind of like the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sounds good. Cool. Moving on. Our next Bachelor encounter isn't actually a Bachelor encounter, but it's someone asking for advice. So I'm going to throw it in here. Because okay, we're not doing advice later. And I didn't want to ignore this person because she needs advice. So this this person writes in, this is Carol. I'm listening to your podcast now about inviting of guests to the wedding. I'm getting married within the next year. I drunkenly told a family friend they are invited to the wedding because their parents are my mom's best friend. It just kind of slipped and was like, whatever. But then she got so excited. But soberly, I'm like, I don't think I want her coming. There are other people I want coming, but I feel like I can't backtrack because her parents would be invited. I should also notate the night we drunkenly chatted and I invited her. She cheated on her boyfriend and I'm not okay with that and I don't <laughs> like hanging out with people like that. It just changed my view on her, honestly. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because that's oh, just like another random fact that's like not really relevant to the whoa. whole wedding d- issue, but sure. Good to know her character. I have two things. One, I would like to know, because I think it, it context matters in this sense. She says she drunkenly invited this girl 
was and the girl got really excited but was the girl also really drunk like I I think the drunken levels matter because maybe like you drunkenly said that she was so excited but she was drunk and like doesn't actually care that much or doesn't remember that's also a possibility but honestly I think she might need to just like follow through with it If, if she remembers and this girl's like hey what about that wedding invite I think you could just have you can't just be like oh change my mind you I think you I have don't to invite know her. aren't everyone isn't everyone on the same page that like drunk plans are not real plans like how many times are you out with someone and you're like oh my god we should get brunch tomorrow morning and then like you guys just both don't call each other because like those were drunk plans I kind of feel like she has to understand and we said last week you shouldn't feel obligated to invite anyone now we're backtracking just But when you tell someone they're invited my advice for Carol our our writer here Carol is I think you should just not do anything. If she brings it up to you, then maybe you could write us again and we'll give you new advice then. But I think if she's she was just excited that night, maybe just be like, oh, I don't remember that conversation. What happened? I told you about the wedding? Yeah. Deny, deny, deny till you mm-hmm. die. And then also, too, I love blaming the venue. I think you yeah. can incorporate that if it ever comes up and she's like wait you told me I was invited to the wedding I didn't get an invitation you can kind of be like oh so sorry like the venue we ended up going with is much smaller than we anticipated blah 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 yeah I can't go over this amount and we're still waiting to hear back from a lot of people obviously I'd love you to come but I need to I can't go I mean there are venues that like it's literally like a fire hazard so you you can't it's not like so I think that's the perfect excuse yeah blame your venue person to blame it on is the venue yeah right Agreed. And, but I would keep your head low and, you know, you know, like Alex <laughs> Michael in, in, the, in the middle of the uh, settings. Yeah. Like Alex <laughs> Michael avoiding a fan. Um, just keep your head down. Don't look her in the eye if you see her at the grocery store and just hope that she doesn't remember either. And maybe you could just yeah. get away with not inviting her. Also, she cheats on her boyfriend and like, screw her. Yeah, that's a bit much. All right. I think that was good advice. Yeah. I think we're, we're really getting the hang of this. Yeah. Okay. So if you have a bachelor encounter that you want us to talk about next week, submit it to She's All Batch on Instagram. But also, if you want advice, you can also just go and write me and ask me what you want help with, and we'll try to help you. I like the advice giving. Yeah. It makes me feel cool and good about myself that I'm helping someone. Well, yeah, you should. Stephanie and I actually both have bachelorette parties coming up in the next week or two. And I'm so excited. And I'm even more excited because I'm going to bring my favorite party game for the girls by What Do You Meme. I think it's such a fun game to play with friends. And I'm so excited to get my closest friends together and play it because I haven't had the chance to do that where we're all in the same place. And this would be the perfect time. Yeah. So for the girls, it's from the company what do you mean it's the ultimate adult party game it's perfect for bachelorette parties which is why we're definitely going to be playing it in the coming weeks but also great for girls night in girls night out birthday parties sorority parties pre-games reunions basically anytime you are getting together with friends and want to have a hilarious night you need this game for the girls they have truth or dare superlatives challenges it's super fun could you imagine doing superlatives with your closest friends like i feel like it could be so fun. So you could pick up for the girls at your local Walmart or Target. So if you're just browsing the game aisles, this game will be there. Definitely pick it up there. Or if you don't feel like going to the store, which, you know, I feel you, you can go to amazon.com, look up for the girls and get it on Amazon. If you get it on Amazon, be sure to use our 20% off code. She's all batch. So that's 20% off using the code she's all batch if you buy for the girls on amazon.com but you can also just go to target and walmart and get it there too we're not gonna you know judge you 
Okay, guys, we have Tammy Lee here. You know her from Peter season, you know her from Paradise, and we are so pumped to have her here with us today. Tammy, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yay. So, okay, we need to address the elephant in the room, which is you kind of spoke your mind about the franchise back in March. So a few weeks ago, claiming that you're done with the franchise um, and you said, I'm done with the franchise. My contract's up in April and I'm never looking back. If you're not their favorite, it's very clear you were treated like secondhand dog crap. What did you mean by that? And what kind of caused this to come about? Um, Let's just say that we were working on a big project together and it's been in the making for two years. And we essentially came to a huge disagreement that came out of left field and I just felt really betrayed and hurt. Um, I'm not one of their favorites. so I'll never be put as a priority, no matter how hard I work or how much effort I put into this, defending them between other cast members and defending them when it comes to the audience, you know, and I've always had their back on things. And I just felt like it was just this one way street relationship that I was just giving and they were taking and they were giving a little bit, but it wasn't anything. It was just a toxic relationship. This project, was this something that just you were working on with them? And when you say them, who is that? Like, what is that ABC production? Like specifically who? With production. Yeah. And it was just my project, my project that we were trying to, you know, start up and it just didn't end up working out. It was a big project, you know, enough for me to spend all this effort and years, you know, working towards, um, I just thought I made bigger strides and I think I was just willing and able. I just, this just wasn't for me, you know, and I don't know if it did go through and if I forced it to go through, would it have benefited me like, or would I then just let down, you know? Was this something that just fell through recently? Yeah. So like when you made that statement in March, that's kind of when things were falling down. Yeah. Like probably the, the day before is when I got a call that said that um, it's no longer happening. So yeah, I was just very emotional. I'm like, are you guys kidding me? Like I put so much effort into this, like, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. just felt really betrayed. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say that you're not their favorite, what does being a favorite mean? And who would you consider in the franchise a favorite? A favorite is someone that helped push to um, succeed. And these people are people who have podcasts, you know, and that's understandable, but it's like, at what point, why didn't I get a podcast or why didn't I get X, Y, Z or, you know, and I'm not saying like, how could you not choose me? And it's either me or nothing. It was just like, I, they asked a lot of me, I gave them everything and I gave them more. And I just felt like I was just being used, you know? So their favorites are, I mean, everyone who's in a couple now, which makes sense. You know, the obvious previous leads of the show, um, except for Matt, I think, (laughs) I don't know. I feel like it's very easily determinable because they will help you get more screen time, give you more opportunities. If you're their favorite, you know, they just put you on this pedestal. We've kind of heard of this in the franchise before. Uh, I think it was Ashley. I we've heard that Ashley, I had said this, that basically if you give the producers what they want, they'll kind of, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. So if you're willing to play ball with them, maybe you would get more screen time or you would get that extra favor or a podcast spot or something of that. Have you witnessed that? Like people kind of purposely giving them what they want in or in exchange for something? Um, 
Yeah, a little bit. I feel like that's such a small part of it because like everyone who goes in the show is willing to play a ball game. If they're not, then they're cut very early. And that's not mm -hmm. what I'm talking about with like with favorites because like even people who don't play ball with them, you know, they still get favorites because they look like a certain way and they're more popular. And just just like something that I will never be able to change about myself. I'm Asian. That's something that I can do about who I am, you know, but I gave them everything else besides becoming white and mm -hmm. it just wasn't reciprocating that, that, do you see my frustration here? It's like, I can't. Yeah. Wait, when you say gave them everything else though, what, what do you like mean by that? I can't really go into it, but I just, I just, I put in a lot of work, you know, and defended them mm -hmm. between all parties and just helped them. You know, they said they wanted more Asian people on the show and yet they don't cast any Asian people. So right. I was trying to, you know, encourage yeah. people of color to sign up for the show and like they would and they wouldn't get cast. So it's like, but right. what do you want me to do? Actions kind of spoke louder than words, basically. The actions spoke louder than words. After you made this tweet where you are basically separating yourself from the franchise, did someone from the show reach out? Oh yeah, multiple of them. Actually, a lot of the people of color behind the scenes reached out and they just said like, we're so sorry about this. Like, it's it's tough, but that's just the way it is. You know, they're used to their old ways and that's what works for them and that's fine. I just thought I could help them change and I couldn't, you know, cause right. they, they were gonna go with their own way no matter what. Hearing and you I, say this, it just sounds a lot like the things that Rachel Lindsay has also talked about. And she's also now um, kind of disassociated from the franchise with like very similar frustrations. Right. That's I not mean, a it's question, not even, that's it, just it, an observation. Yeah. It's <laughs> not I'm even hearing, just like, it's like the same words, yeah. It's not even just like the production. It's just like the fan base itself. Like I love my fans so much. Like they mean the world to me, but it's so much smaller than they would for any other person who isn't a person of color, you know? Mm -hmm. They just gravitate towards them more. And without having that support, it's hard to be like, hey, like I'm going to give you proof. Like people do like me and people do support my stories. And, but the numbers don't show that. So, I mean, look so at Rachel. She, she's the only lead that hasn't hit a million. Right. And that's crazy. She's an incredible lead, an incredible person. Right. You know, I know that you can't disclose what this project was that fell through, but prior to it falling through, would you ever have considered being a lead? Like if that was a given I, to you, would you have? I feel like anybody who anybody who's given that opportunity is obviously going to take that. You know, mm -hmm. that's a huge life changing opportunity, um, not only for the opportunities that come after it, but just to make your storyline out there like not everyone has a family that has been married for 50 years right. with a perfect knit family that has Sunday dinners. And like, there's so many other storylines and they just don't push that at all. Yeah. So no confirmation if this was a potential bachelorette opportunity. No confirmation. Here. I will just say that not only the bachelor, but like being bachelorette or the bachelor is not the only big thing that they can offer. There's so many other things. They're just, they were just unwilling. Okay. So yeah. I won't confirm or deny, but got it. Okay. Well, Moving on, you kind of shook things up. Obviously, in Paradise, you had a little bit of a kind of a love triangle, I guess, with you dated Aaron and then everything with Thomas. Uh, you tweeted back in September, I, I wonder what would have happened if I told Thomas not to go on that date with Becca. Do you think that you and Thomas could have made things work had Becca not shown up? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I think, but I mean, everything works out for other reason, a better reason, you know? And I think that Thomas and Becca are a beautiful couple. They definitely deserved to be together all along. Mm -hmm. um, I just wonder what what if, if mm -hmm. it was just me and him towards the end, but I'm actually happy that it didn't. You know, we're very similar and that we would eventually butt heads because right. we're so similar. 
Do you think they'll get married? I think they'll probably get married. Yeah. Yeah. They seem like completely smitten with each other. Oh my gosh. They're so smitten. I'm hoping they get engaged really soon. Yeah. I I think that's like around the corner, but um, speaking of Aaron, you obviously had some drama with him. Where do you guys stand today? He blocked me. No. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. He's a child. And I don't care if I say that Um, he is a child and he's just very mature. Um, I tried to work things out with him. I'm very cordial. Like I don't hold grudges and he does. I just think that's such a waste of energy, but yeah, I, when we went, I thought we were all good. I talked to him after we all wrapped and then we saw each other for the first time at the uh, VIP premiere in Santa Monica. And he was so cold towards me. I'm like joking. I'm like, can you not be so mean to me? Like, why are you being so mean? He's like, I'm not, I'm not mean. Like just being very passive aggressive, like dickish. And he will always hold his grudge over me. But I think it's because he's secretly in love with Thomas and wants to be Thomas. And it's like, Thomas is not a villain who was not, he's not a shitty person whatsoever. So I don't know why. Like, we've said that on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Why did he he murder your family? Did he run over your dog? Because I would understand, but he didn't do anything to you. He was just tall. Like that's (laughs) pretty much all he did. Be tall. (laughs) Tall, successful and business oriented. Something intimidating. Yeah. So do you think like ultimately his ego was just bruised and that's what he's really mad at you about? Yeah. His ego is definitely very, very bruised. And I think that's why he's upset with me and will always be upset with me until forever. Like this is so, it's almost a year now, right? Yeah. We filmed what in June. So almost a year now it's like, let it go. Like I literally forgot about it as soon as I landed. And And this is all from the stuff just on the show. Like just because you kiss Thomas Thomas. and then ended up dating him for a little bit. That was the major, yeah, that was the majority of it. He's upset because I quote unquote made fun of what he was wearing on the beach. I'm like, I was tweeting. What was that? What was after that? It was um, Michelle season. And I, someone had like a cutoff shirt and I'm like, you guys know how I feel about cutoff shirts. It's like just a joke. It's just funny. You know, he's like, oh, now she's making fun of how I dress. It's like, no, oh my God, God, get over yourself. For someone that has such frat bro energy, you would think he'd be able to kind of roll with the punches a little bit more. That seems really weird to me that he would respond that way. What's the thing? He could, um, throw him out. Yeah. 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 Dish him and not take it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he will go back to paradise this summer? A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. He will probably be there to stir up more drama and cause he loves the attention. You know, I think he quit his job. I don't know why, but now he can, <laughs> I don't know, do what he can on the beach. He can be a full-time influencer. <laughs> yeah, full-time now. influencer. Who would you see him with? Uh, I see him with Genevieve. I also see him oh, with, right. yeah, maybe Cassidy. I don't know. Someone can, who can put up with them. <laughs> it's interesting to me that you say Genevieve because that was like what Shanae had thrown out there at the Women Tell All and everyone's like, that's ridiculous. Why would you say that? Is there any truth to that? Or have they been hanging out? Or like what's I the, have, the extent of that? I have no idea. I think that there was a picture or someone posted on their story, which is dumb, um, that they were hanging out, which is fine. We all have friends, we hang out, but I can see him like now that the seed has been planted, I think that he would go after it. Yeah, I could see it. They're both very like loud personalities. I could, I could see it going one of two ways, being amazing or being such a Yeah, crash. I think he needs someone actually quiet because I think he needs to have more attention than the other person. And with me, he was not fighting for that. Like, like you would be fighting for that position to be louder because I am the loudest. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Totally. Ugh. Yeah. No, something about him has kind of always rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. Right. But- and like nothing against him whatsoever, besides like that he's upset about dumb shit, mm-hmm. but something about him just rubs me the wrong way, even outside of our situation. Yeah, like he's very good looking. He means well. Like I understand why he was cast on the show. He's like a perfect person for the show, but he just seemed like his obsession with Thomas ran from The Bachelorette into Paradise. And it was so hardcore in Paradise that it didn't. It's so petty too. And it's so dramatic over all these things that are seemingly like nothing, in my opinion. If me and Kelsey can get over our situation, which was bad. I think you can get over Thomas being taller than you. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, get some platform shoes and move on. But uh, you bring up Kelsey, which is a good segue. That's mm-hmm. your, you had some drama with her from Peter's season. We love exposing scenes that were manipulated by producers or maybe set up or staged in a certain way. Was any of that drama with Kelsey staged or encouraged by producers or any drama pretty much at all? Um, I would say it definitely was a manipulated situation, but I mean, I'll take credit where it's due when it is a reality TV show that is produced, but we say the words that come out of our mouths. I have never said that she was an alcoholic or a pill popper. Those words never came out of my mouth where it held astray. It's just like the editing part of it, where I was actually trying to elaborate my past relationship with a person who was an alcoholic. And I said, there is concern like that, like I see that this person in the house is drinking while she is upset. Like, I just don't, that for me triggers a lot of emotions. I was with this guy for almost two years and like, that's what he would do all the time. And that was just really triggering for me. That's what I was trying to bring up. I was not trying to bring up her whatsoever. I did try to just mention like a little concern that I had with mm-hmm. her to him. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, me and Peter talked about it under, we're on good terms now, but that's where it just got mixed up and it just made this huge issue that wasn't even supposed to be my intent at all. Mm. I was never trying to come at her character. I would never call someone an alcoholic without like, you know, experiencing it firsthand myself. Like, I don't know this person. I've only known her for a couple of weeks. I would never right. say those words about someone, but people hold that against me. And they're like, you called her an alcoholic. You called her pill for her. It's like, I, where is the footage of me saying this word? There is none. I never said that. And yeah. person, Victoria P who did bring up the pill popping situation, it got away scotch-free because she looks so, the way she looks. Do you think so, that's why? Like, do you think you were villainized? I think I'm an easier target because I don't look the way that they all look. Mm-hmm. And people think, I think the audience is so not used to seeing people who look like me with a loud voice. So what I do, is just 10 times worse mm-hmm. than if someone else did it. Cause like, look at Corinne example on uh, Nick Vial season, mm-hmm. she was a villain, mm-hmm. but her acts were realistically harmless and it was it was more seen as a harmless because of the way that she looks but I guarantee you if someone else like look at Taylor in that situation she was like villainized in that situation which she had brought up good points too what about the the drama with McKenna you were put on a two-on-one with her what was the behind <laughs> the scenes of that I feel like there was so much that we didn't that was really definitely see. yeah that was definitely manipulated um I didn't like her I mean that was the truth it's just like I wouldn't have said anything unless it was manipulated, the situation was manipulated. Um, two people are just not going to always get along. You know, we have two different personalities. Yeah. Yeah. I don't wish, I don't wish ill upon her. We just will not, we'll just probably never get along because we're too different. Too different. So we have a segment on the show called bachelor encounters and it's when people submit real life encounters with experiences on the show. We actually had someone who was a musician, like a, what was it? Like a cello he was a cello player on on one um, of peter's dates on a one-on-one date and he was like one of the hired 
uh, musicians. And he basically Ooh. said it was like a sound stage, and like there were like takes and it was very, it was a one on one date and it was very staged. Did you have that experience? Like, uh, you didn't have a one on one date, I don't believe, but um, I've never had a one on one date in this franchise because damn it, I got, I'm not a favorite, so right. I don't get those. <laughs> yeah. Well, in group dates or in anything that you've witnessed, did you ever see anything that kind of resembled more of a acting as opposed to reality? Okay. So here's where I'll say my neutral opinion on that. Um, when it even comes to all reality TV, they're going to have to get different angles and different sound bites. It's just like repeating it. So mm-hmm. we, we saw, there was a clip from Ohio with Kelsey and Peter's date that they made him walk back and forth. Yeah, because there were certain people in the background that they probably accidentally saw their face, the front of their face, which they can't have. Mm-hmm. So they probably just made them walk again. It's like, it's just doing the same thing that you already did naturally over again. Yeah, because at the end of the day, they are putting together a TV show. It's kind of right. more of a, it has to be somewhat of a production. Right. In order to get what they need to get. Peter's season, I feel like was the season that kind of never ended. It went on and on and on, even after the season had wrapped. Who did you think was the best fit for him? at the time. And is your opinion the same now? I think Hannah Ann was definitely the best fit for him. I'm kind of upset it didn't work out. Okay. But I, I knew him and Maddie with the two different values. They would have never worked out. Yeah. They would totally. have been so cute together. Extremely cute. But so what do you think? Yeah. Like, do you think he was just going off of physical attraction with her then? Because like they literally were not compatible personality wise. Well, so what was I think, the attraction? I think that maybe one of them thought they could not change, but give some leeway, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they Maddie is very true to her religion and like her um, morals, you know, and Peter maybe could have waited, you know, like I've had friends who are, who were from my church and they are strictly like, we don't have sex before marriage and like their future um, boyfriends or fiancés or whatever would be like, you know what? I really love you. Like I can make it work. I'll wait. Mm-hmm. so I think it would have been doable I think they were hoping for more I think the pressure of the show itself and the audience just made it harder right. for them unfortunately um but who knows I think they would have gotten along she loves sports he likes sports I mean Maddie's a very uh, compatible person with anybody I feel like mm-hmm. she's very easy to get along with and very relatable on a lot of aspects so did you ever feel a connection with Peter yourself Oh, absolutely. In the beginning, mm-hmm. I was so excited for him. Like, this is the typical guy that I would go for. He's a mm-hmm. pilot. I fly a lot. Like, we could be like this <laughs> traveling power couple. And then like, as it went down, like, as I got more and more into like crap, I'm like, this guy does not trust me whatsoever. There's no way that I would have a, a leg up to even turn this relationship around because he just doesn't trust me. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think the drama like impacted you guys like actually getting to know each other? more so yeah Yeah. for sure I was just on his podcast yesterday and I'm like I literally got along with you more now than I ever have the weeks that I spent with you filming that's so funny did producers ever tell you to bring up certain drama to him yes (laughs) so you were encouraged to say McKenna's not here for the right reasons Kelsey has this issue whatever it may be they're saying in your ear well, remember, like, we vent to these people. So, like, you are talking about, like, how you feel about a person. This person is annoying. Like, why do you think you're annoying? They're annoying. So they just kind of help push you. Like, you should say something then if you feel this way. Mm-hmm. You know? Again, that's about taking responsibility for your own actions. Like, I said, right. I felt that way, truly. Would mm-hmm. I have said something without being coerced? Probably not. But right. 
they will encourage you to, you know, say what's on your mind. Do you even realize you're being manipulated in the moment or is it not till you're like watching it back and seeing an edited version that you're like, I was manipulated? For me personally, some situations I'm like, I'm definitely being manipulated here. Um, but you kind of just, you kind of just go with it, you know, mm-hmm. either that or you go home. Right. How do they get you to, well, cause you, you had some backlash from Peter season just because of the drama. How do they get you to come back to paradise or do they pitch you some kind of redemption no. or? No, I, I hate the word redemption. Cause it's like, oh, they could help you. They could definitely help you get redemption, but you have to take the actions yourself. Mm-hmm. And like, I know that I was not, I know in my heart that I'm not a terrible person. I'm not a God, villain. Yeah. So, but they have the control. Like, they have the control 100%. to make you look any way you want. So, right. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the control. I'm taking the reins this time around and mm-hmm. I'm going to show everybody my goal that I kept saying down there. I'm like, I want to show the world the 360 version of me. That's my goal because mm-hmm. they only saw a snippet and that snippet was terrible, but it's still like, when I look at that, at back at that, it's like someone who's willing to fight for their friendships, for their relationships, for the things that she wants. Like that's mm-hmm. who I am to a core. Right. It just happened to be like this drama that was filled around it that made it look worse, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of more of my personality and like who I really am um, was able to be shown in paradise, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And like, they'll claim that they gave me this redemption. I, I fucking worked for that redemption. I did it myself. Like, yeah, you gave me the platform, but I had to put in the work. They just didn't take advantage of you again. Like, no, they could have, but I had, I would be like, no, I'd be like, I actually am going to go get some chicken nuggets. That's what I'm going to do right now. <laughs> so there's like an unlimited supply of like amazing food there too. Right. Oh my God. That's what I really miss. It's just walking up to the pool bar and like, they will make you anything you want. These, the staff in that resort was so nice and the food was amazing. The crazy thing is you'll order the same plate every day and it's different every day, <laughs> which kind of worked out. Cause I'm like, Oh, like I wanted oh, a chicken fajita. Yeah. I wanted a shrimp fajita. And like, now it's a salad taco bowl, but I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with this too. Yeah. I mean, whatever. And did they really, uh, instill the two drink rule? Is that still strict? Oh, hundred percent. Okay. That it's extremely strict. Like even when we were traveling, um, during our blackout days on Peter's season, I'm so sorry. Ivan is calling me. Ivan, not now. Ivan. Oh my God. Oh. That's so funny. <laughs> Um, um, add him to the call. <laughs> I know, I know, seriously. Adam we have questions for him too. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, we were filming like on blackout days. Even if we wanted drinks like on the plane, they would have to keep track. Like they were very adamant about that. Cause oh, interesting. The, the situation that they went through with Corinne and paradise, like that's, that's really bad. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, does it make for great TV? Absolutely. But you're taking advantage of someone who's intoxicated, which is illegal, you know? So right. is what something that, played out totally differently on TV than how you experienced it when the scene was happening? Ooh, geez. I feel like, <laughs> um, I think when all the girls were attacking me, it's cut. It's funny. Cause everyone who will talk about it and agree with me behind closed doors without the cameras, I'm like, Oh, I have everyone's support. Like I, like I'm not the only person that thinks this, but then when it came mm-hmm. down to it and the way it looks, it just looks 10 times worse. Cause it looks like I'm just formulating this opinion about someone by myself. Mm-hmm. So is that I at mean, the women tell all you mean at the, at the women tell all. all. And I mean, even in Costa Rica with the whole Kelsey and McKenna thing, I mean, I know everyone was not a big fan of McKenna yet. Everyone was fake towards them. Um, cause it makes them yeah. look better. 
But again, I'm just the loudest motherfucker in the room. So <laughs> that's what gets me in trouble. I mean, that makes sense. Blake said the same thing about paradise where everyone privately would like Mm. be like, no, I'm on your side. Like I get it. And then when it came down to it at the actual reunion, no one um, said anything. Yeah. The only person that had my back at Women's Hall was Sheehan. And like, Mm -hmm. she was my closest friend at that time. Like she really went through it with me, Um, but no one else had my back, which was so crazy because they all thought like, I didn't just formulate this opinion on my own, you know? Right. Yeah. That's frustrating. Do you say, have you said that to the people that were agreeing with you behind closed doors or like, like what is their reasoning for that? Oh yeah. I mean, we've all talked about it. That was two years ago. Of course. Yeah. We've all talked about it where everyone's cool now, you know, except for me and McKenna. McKenna blocked me too. So I'm just slowly, I'm just slowly being blocked by everybody. She just, I don't know. I think cause I went on a podcast and I was elaborating like a situation like I'm elaborating mm-hmm. right now. Uh-huh. And she didn't like that. I was talking about her. I'm like, I literally said we were okay. I just, this is how I felt in the moment. Like, right. I don't you're just why you're getting upset what... here. Yeah. Well, she's not going to like this one, but maybe she will. I, I honestly really don't even give a shit at this point. Yeah. I forgot I mean... she existed until all these podcasts asked me about her. Yeah. Well, <laughs> And I'm sure her be, her blocking you makes it easy to kind of forget. So something in this episode, earlier in this episode, the news that everyone's talking about this week is this crazy quote unquote cheating scandal that Clayton was kind of dragged into. Did you hear about this? I did. I saw it on TikTok and I'm yeah. like, what the heck? So like, what is, is your, so I feel like people who post about these things, sorry, so- go ahead. No, I mean, thirsty, but yes, being someone in the public eye and having friends that are on the show as well, does it kind of scare people that these people on TikTok can kind of make up a story or essentially run with some storyline that's not necessarily true? Oh yeah, it's definitely very scary because it's like people can put things so out of context. Like what if I was just having dinner with Ivan now or like people are like, oh, Ivan's calling, are they dating? No, like I can call my friends, you know, and they they can just spin it a whole different way. But I think that just comes with the territory of just being in the public eye, you know? Luckily, Mm -hmm. no no one has ever made stories up about me. I think because I just, I truly am very harmless and I live under the radar in my own life. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. No one has ever said any crazy rumors about me I think because I truly just don't do anything <laughs> worth uh rumoring about yeah well what is life like today and what does life look like now kind of being separated from the franchise I feel like I'll always still have like a foot in the door with them you know just because like all my friends are from the show and like all my friends are the producers you know I, I was the closest with the producers than I have with any other of the cast but I think that I'm just trying to work on myself, work on my own projects and just try to grow beyond this franchise now because I feel like my time at this franchise is capped and I want to grow and I don't want to be stagnant. You know, I don't want to be like just another past contestant. Like I want to work on my own shit and work on my own projects. So will this project that you are working on with them see the light of day without them in a new way? Like, are you still going to be uh, in, working on it or finding a yeah. way for it? Okay. Yeah. Cool. In a sense, I will. There was two projects I was working on with them, but I'm going to take that and just make it my own, you know, and that way I can just make a hundred percent of the profits without sharing it with them. Um, Amazing. I, oh, yeah. I really, <laughs> I really tried to make it work with them because I wanted to be a part of that, you know, but it just, I'm just a black sheep in that world. Yeah. It'll be better when you're doing it on your own and no one likes sharing profits with a big company. So yeah, we do our really podcast just on our their, own too. So yeah, I wanted their support so badly. And I think that's why it hurts so much. Yeah. But 
time to move on. You, know, you, don't, yeah. you don't need anyone to hold you back. I think yeah. it's interesting that you're saying your closest friends are the producers though, since they kind of take, they're involved with like the manipulation that you experienced. Remember there's like, there's a lot of them. There's many as that them as they are of us. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, I have definitely have the people that I'm closer with and definitely people that I do not talk to whatsoever, but yeah, a lot, a handful of them I'm really, really close with and I'm happy that it was that way, you know? Okay. So there are producers that maybe you felt manipulated by that. You're like, don't talk to me. I don't want to be your friend. Oh, for sure. There's this one person that (laughs) I'm like, he reached out to me when this whole thing was going on. I go, don't talk to me. Like, I want nothing to do with you. You don't feel bad for me. Like you don't, don't talk to me at all. Don't even, you don't even follow me. So why are you DMing me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Weird. It's because they want tea. Yeah. And they was know that, that I have it. Elon, or was he already gone? No, he was already gone. And he's so sweet. I'm so happy that he's doing his own thing now. Like that itself was just like epiphany of like, he was one of the main people in that franchise. And then why did he, he leave? I, I don't know the full story, but I mean, he's got to feel capped at some point or betrayed. And then went on to do his own thing. And now he's so extremely more successful than what the bachelor could have gave him. This has been so awesome. Thank you for being so like, Oh my God, that was so quick. (laughs) Oh, really? I mean, we were trying to be like concise and we know that you have like so much going on and, um, yeah, I know you're doing like, this will be at the end of the episode where we have some other stuff in there too. So our interviews are normally like 30 minutes. Okay, and that's our show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you like what you hear, be sure to rate us five stars wherever you are listening. And if you want to write us a nice review, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna hate you for it. I can't even tell you guys how much we really do appreciate the reviews. It really helps us so much. So if you like us, write a good review and join our Facebook group. That's like a group for the diehards. We share news in real time and talk about everything going on in Bachelor Nation. It's so much fun talking to you guys. We also talk about the show and ask you guys, you know, what you're liking on the show, what you're not. It's a really fun time. I definitely recommend. And oh, and next week, just wanted to let you guys know we're actually going to be off next week and then we'll be back the following week because Stephanie and I are going to bachelorette parties and we're bringing for the girls. Shout out yes. our sponsor. And you can use, if you want to get for the girls, be sure to either go to Walmart or Target or you can go to Amazon.com and use code She's all batch for 20% off. Also, shout out to StoryWorth. If you guys want to get the most memorable gift for your mother or your grandmother this Mother's Day, be sure to check out storyworth.com slash she's all batch and you'll get $10 off your order. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah, so make sure you follow Stephanie at she's all batch. Follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. And I think that's everything we need to tell you. I think that right? is. So we will see you April 28th. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a minute. We'll miss you. Yeah, we'll miss you guys a lot, but don't miss us too much. Yeah, and maybe on the twenty eighth for the twenty eighth episode, we can do like a everything we've missed. So maybe it'll be kind of like recap. Because yeah, like, what yeah, if yeah. something crazy happens next week? You know. I know. Okay. Yeah. All so right. We'll have a lot to talk about on the twenty eighth. So it'll be a juicy yeah. episode. So we'll see you then. Until then, bye, bitches. Bye.